In this episode, we're taking a look back at some of our favorite industry insider interviews and what made them stand out to us. We are also joined by Marcus Hall, the founder of the Kingdom Choice Awards, to talk about this year's show. Let's go. Hey, yeah. Message heavy. Don't prime show. They not ready. Race against the time like four wheels and hands ready. Keep it steady. Feed it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the light go confetti. Yeah. Message heavy. Don't prime show. They not ready. Race against the time like four wheels and hands ready. Keep it steady. Feed it hard and they barely give them ears and hear the truth when the light go confetti. Just a flip of the watch. It's game time. Five twenty collective. Listen every day or get robbed. I'm kidding. <laughs> Welcome to the 520 Collective Podcast in the Christian culture. Make sure you check out 520collective.com. We got lots of great content on there as well as past episodes of the podcast. So hit us up there. It is Eric Boston. I am joined by my guy, Zero for Hire. What's good? I'm from the Great Lakes region where I'm not sure if Eminem is a Christian or not. Dude, I mean, according to DJ Khaled. I was really excited, and then I called you, and you were like, "Bro, that song came out two years ago," and I was like, "Well, it wait, wait, what? It didn't come how out. Is this, how was this a thing? It didn't come out two years ago, but it was recorded a couple of years ago. Like it didn't come out, but it was recorded. Yeah, and I was like real confused. How? It, but then you knew all this history about it that I didn't. Yeah, well, I mean, the the we can also be honest with the fact that not only was it recorded two years ago, it probably wasn't ever going to be released, right? I mean, because Jesus is King too hasn't happened don't know that it will happen and i'm guessing by the fact that khaled was able to get his hands on that song it's probably not gonna happen so you know he just was he just took advantage of the situation yeah so khaled wanted to make this album called god did and he's like oh that song right there would uh probably fit with what i'm trying to pull over on people so so yes uh stand on the vein of things that are old um what else what else we got going on here so not old but I do want to share, we've got some big news that I'm excited about for the platform. It is that time of year where we get the wheels rolling on the WaveMaker Awards here at 520 Collective. So last year was our first year of WaveMaker. And yeah, man, it, I thought it went well. You know, we'd, it, we'd had the Rookie of the Year awards that we'd given out our first two years. And then we moved over to these WaveMaker Awards. We added a second award last year. Well, we're going bigger this year, man. So I wanted to announce right here on this podcast that we are partnering with Trackstars this year. So it's the 520 Collective Wavemaker Awards powered by Trackstars. And we got a lot of exciting things that we're going to share as we get closer to that time. But one thing we can tell you, well, there's a couple of things that we can share with you. First of all, we're going from two awards to 10 categories this year. You know, a, a short little rundown. This isn't an all-inclusive list, but we have the Artist of the Year and Project of the Year like we had last year. Uh, we are adding Single of the Year, Lyricist of the Year, Collaboration, Breakthrough Artist, Cover Art, and a few more. for the. So we've, we've got our list of nominees. They're still not complete because we're still waiting between now and about the middle of October or early October uh, to finalize those nominee lists. And what's going to happen is we're going to open up fan voting from October 15th through November 11th. 
for the votes to come in and determine who our finalists for those categories are going to be. So be on the lookout for that. We will have more information for you in next month's podcast as well. But um, the other thing I wanted to share about it is with more categories means we've got some opportunities being able to sponsor an award. So if you would like to sponsor one of our categories this year for the Wavemaker Awards, hit us up. Uh, you know, hit hit our DM, email us, contact at 520club.com. Let us know you're interested. You can get the full details, but you could be an official award sponsor in this year's Wavemaker Awards. And, and it's a first come, first serve on that. But I don't know, man. I'm excited about it, dude. We got some some cool stuff happening. Talking with Ryan Righteous at Track Stars, and and he's fully on board, fully invested in, in wanting to make this, you know, a pretty cool deal this year. So we're going to have some more exciting stuff to announce soon, dude. I do have um, a piece of news myself that I forgot to mention before we started recording, so I'll just drop it on you. Yeah, man. Uh, all of a sudden, this this Friday, I did live my 100th episode of the Zero Hour Podcast, and we'll be dropping it into the RSS stream. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, 100 episodes. That's uh, way more episodes than we 100 have. 100 episodes. So... Zero's been grinding, when I, when, man. When, when I started this show like two years ago, if you told me that I had I would be recording my 100th episode in pajama pants, eating pizza rolls in my living room, I would have totally believed you because that sounds like something I would do. I say, isn't that how most people record podcasts? Um, I maybe I don't know enough. <laughs> I don't know. I just assume that's the norm. Yeah, man. Congrats on that, man. I know you've been doing it for a while. Uh, it's exciting, and, and, and honestly, man, gonna grind. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, and here's the thing, man. Regardless of, I, I know there are certain people in music, right, that get overlooked. There's there's people in the podcast world that get overlooked too, right? And I know that you do not get the amount of support that I feel like your show should get, honestly. But I'll tell you this, man. The one thing about it over these last few years, just watching you, man, you've been an inspiration for me and just your willingness and the way you go about your business. Oh, wow. Con Thank you. Yeah, man. Congratulations on 100 episodes. So oh, some, someday we'll get there. In this podcasting world, in this podcasting world, what we do, you got to put in your work. You, you got to pay your dues. And when a lot of people, you know, you get to that 100 mark and then people might start looking at you. You get to that, you know, 200 episode mark and then you might start getting some attention. So you really got to put in your dues in order to establish credibility if you're not already a celebrity in this podcast world. So, oh, hey, you know, we, we let them in on a little bit of news last episode, right? Uh, and that was not only are we the, the 520 Collective Podcast, but now we can say we are the Kingdom Choice Award nominated 520 Collective Podcast. So speaking of the KCAs, this month's Industry Insider interview features none other than Marcus Hall. He is the founder of Kingdom Time Entertainment. Uh, which is the company that runs the Kingdom Choice Awards. Excited to have him on the podcast. So stick around uh, for the in Industry Insider interview uh, this month with Marcus Hall. Exciting stuff there. KCA is coming up on October 1st. And, you know, Zero, when we were talking and we were planning out this month's episode and we thought about this Kingdom Choice Award nomination that we got for podcast slash radio show of the year, we were like, hey, you know, uh, man, how did we get here? You know, how did this happen? We started really looking at some of like the interviews that we've done uh, over the past, you know, 
almost four seasons now and we were like dang man we've done some we've done some really really fun interviews man and you brought up the idea of like let's talk about them because you were like you know there's some of these interviews that i've listened to that i wanted to go deeper on and i was like yo that could be cool i also thought man you know it'd be awesome if we get someone else from the team on here besides just you and myself to talk about these so i want to introduce the man that is joining us for this episode from the team uh dj j shane welcome to the podcast sir no or not you're actually going to keep that in the mix huh we'll see <laughs> i mean uh, oh, it's, it's, it's about to get exclusive <laughs> shane thank you for for hopping in the podcast with us man just um introduce yourself real quick tell people where they can follow you uh yeah uh dj j shane um i uh, my goodness uh, at dj the letter j and then shane afterwards um all the social media so um instagram facebook uh twitter is d j a y j shane s-h-a-n-e um that's where you can find me uh i am uh christian hip-hop and christian edm uh music history nerd and uh that's 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 my vein that's that's where i like to hang out so the christian hip-hop historian is what we're pushing for here yes sir yeah i'll i'll take that title i'll take that title zero since this was your idea and you were like man there was um some of these interviews that really jumped out to me let's let's start with you man and share some of these uh clips that you know just caught your ear that you wanted to talk some more about so every month when you put out the uh full interview the the non-clipped version of the interviews there's always some little snippets in there sometimes it makes it into the show sometimes it doesn't i was just looking for things that really got my brain going so kelly cole was like one of the first names that came to mind when i was deciding to do this this is a man that every time i hear him talk he's full of ideas he has this clip here where he's talking about how to put together a book in a weekend now it's not an exhaustive comprehensive thing but the way that he goes about doing it is it just shows you just how unique of a mind he has here yeah, man. So I could tell a person how to write a book in a weekend. So we got, uh, what's today? Today is Wednesday or Thursday. Today's Wednesday, right? So say, say for instance, someone got an idea for a book and I could tell them how to get it done this weekend. So the first step would be, and I call this my grocery store method. If you are a smart grocery store, grocery store shopper, before you go to the grocery store, you make a list, correct? You make a list of the things you need, right? So, that's the same way with a book. You're gonna make a list. You're gonna simply make a list of the things you want to cover in the book. And essentially, that's your outline. So you're gonna create an outline first. It's just a list, that's all I want you to do. So what you're gonna do on day one. You're gonna make a list, and then here's the, here's the second part of day one, okay? Under each thing on the list, you're gonna write out, let's just say five questions that someone would have about that thing on the list, okay? We're gonna call those things chapter titles. So each chapter title, you're gonna write five questions that someone would have about that chapter title, okay? That's Friday, that's all you need to do on Friday. Make your list of chapters and then write a list of five questions under each chapter title. All right, that's all I want you to do on Friday. Saturday, what I want you to do is contact a friend and tell them we're going grocery shopping, okay? 
And what you're going to do is have a friend interview you and ask you those questions that's under each chapter title. That's all you're going to do on Saturday. Have a friend interview you, record it. You can use Zoom or freeconferencing.com or whatever platform you want to use to record it. All right. Once you have the recording, what you want to do on Sunday is you want to upload that recording to a place called Rev.com. That's R-E-V.com. And in 24 hours, they're going to send you a document, a Word document, and it's going to be the transcription of your book. And bam, your book is done. So all you need to do is tighten up that document, um, make sure things are in order, and then that's when you contact the company like me, and we'll take you from there as far as the editing, the formatting, book cover, ISBN, distribution, and all of that. But that's simple. That's how you create a book in a weekend. Yeah, man. So let's jump into this clip here. But before we do, I do want to mention, you know, Zero said some of these clips, they may be from the extended, the full interviews that we released. So if you're only listening to the main episodes of the podcast, make sure you're following us, you know, on your favorite podcasting platform, because a lot of these interviews are much longer than what gets into the final podcast episode. So towards the end of each month, we drop the full interview with our guests. So just just a little FYI there for you. But I've got some thoughts on this clip. But Zero, I want to start with you. What made this uh, stand out for you? With the unconventional, um, almost irreverent way he approaches it. You know, everybody like that writes a book, they, they, they act like, oh, I'm writing a book. And like, he just breaks it down in a really practical way. It's uh, any man's game. And he makes it very accessible, very simple. You know, it's very simple to make a cup of coffee, but people still pay $8 for a cup of coffee. <laughs> so, right, yeah. Not everybody's going to do this method, even though that stuff is out there. But it, it's impressive to me how he thinks. So here, here's what I enjoyed about that interview with Kelly. You're spot on when you say that he just sees and thinks about things different than a lot of people. And not only that, but he's very open and, and willing to share that process. Uh, which you don't get from everybody, right? Um, yeah, it's not stingy with information. This, but but why this stood out for me, uh, you know, working as a special education teacher, it, it, it connected with me, right? I've been where I work in the math classrooms, right? And you got kids who, you know, just struggle. There's no way I can do math, right? Uh, I just, I'm, I'm terrible at it. It's not going to work. But whenever you stop and get them to see, hey. All this is is a process that you're going to repeat. So let's turn that process into a checklist for you. And then every time you get the problem, start at the top of your checklist and mark it off as we go, right? That's the approach I've worked with the, with them. And you see a change and they start to find out, yo, I can do this. And, and that's what Kelly's doing here with, with, with this. You know, like I told him, I was like, you know, I've wanted to write a book for a while. I've started a couple and never really get very far with it and i think it's because when you're like just sitting down and you're like okay i'm just gonna write it's a daunting thing his whole process kind of revolutionizes the whole aspect to writing a book whether it's putting the ideas in place where it's the visibility of what you want to accomplish um and that's extremely helpful i, I know that um for me i kind of like what you said there there's there's books that I'm writing on. They're on the fiction end rather than the nonfiction end. But it's one of those where, like, if you can if you can put certain pieces in place, like what he's talking about, it, it can take you from start to finish. And 
you can actually start to see projects come to come to completion. So the thing about this setup is you can apply it to a lot of different things, right? Artists could apply this to how they're going to create an album, right? It's about creating just those habits of, hey, instead of me just going willy nilly into this process, let me create some sort of just just way to track what I'm doing. I did start using a very similar method after you, listening to this for stuff that like podcast planning and stuff. Right, exactly. Because sure, you can just throw stuff at the wall and and freestyle it the whole way. Uh, and you may get to where you want to go. It may take you longer than it needs to, right? Whereas if you sit down for 30 minutes, think through and create that roadmap for yourself, all of a sudden, you know, the, these uh, endeavors, they just, they become, you know, just a, just an easier thing to tackle. So love it. Love Kelly Cole. Uh, can't wait for him to be back on the podcast soon, hopefully so. Okay, so the next one was much more, I don't know if it was much more recent, but um, I almost didn't pull this one, but I, I wanted to because there seems to be multiple uh, factors contributing to this disillusion of put something out there, go viral, get big. I mean, TikTok, I didn't mean this to turn into a preachy moment, but I mean, all arrows seem to be pointing in that direction, including the next clip. The most important thing is all artists should have some kind of one minute performance video. This is, it's the one thing we ask for is, where can we see a performance of you? And I can't tell you how many times I get sent to just an Instagram, like not even a specific Instagram video, which is fine, but to an Instagram page. So now I have to scroll through and find your videos. No curator is gonna do that. Or I get sent like to some behind the scenes thing that's set to someone else's music. I don't want to hear Jay-Z when I'm trying to get a sense of who you are as an artist and who what your performance is like. So those are probably the two biggest mistakes. And I think it's really worth investing as an artist in. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be super curated. But what most festival producers are looking for, especially at this stage, right? when you're not as known or you don't have the kind of backing already is I want to see how you engage with the audience. I want to see how you come on and get a show started. I want to see you perform. I want to hear you sing. I want to see how you move around the stage. I want to see what connection you're making with your audience. And then I want to see how the audience is reacting to that. If they're vibing, you know, if their hands are in the air, if they're moving around or are they all just sitting and chit-chatting, that tells me a lot about the kind of artist that you are. And especially now as there's more virtual shows happening, you can get really creative about how you curate that. But I think I think that's a, just, it's a really good thing to invest in. And it can be as simple as you ask a friend, hey, can you record me when I perform? Or you just set up in your kitchen or your bedroom and just having something that's a little thoughtful, that's really, really, really important. And then the other thing I would say is, please check your email. Because, like, I know and I get it, like, it, it'll take me three months sometimes to respond to an email that takes 10 seconds, but there are missed opportunities, y'all, in your inbox. And so if you're going to submit to a festival, you should probably check for those responses as well. Um, but that's just, yeah, I think that's, we want people to succeed, but just simple things like please follow instructions. 
please hyperlink your links. The more you make... You're saying the more you make it easier to find you, then the easier it is on the curators. Yeah, and that was uh, Nora Rahimian. Uh, she's co-host of Office Hours with Nora and Stowe. Uh, but when you heard that clip, what made you go, oh? Practical, simple, uh, Im- uh, e- easily implemented ideas and steps that are clear they're concise and they make a lot of sense like even in my years as a musician that wasn't really something that i thought of like oh a minute long like performance or trailer like that would be really good for a curator because most of us don't think about things from the perspective of the curator you don't want to be caught with your pants down because you haven't thought of these things man i'm i'm sitting here nodding shaking my head to everything she's saying and it, it all comes down to, and and hear my heart on this, stop being lazy. It's one thing if you don't know. If you're an artist and you don't know and you haven't been educated, you get a pass. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to what I'm saying and what we're saying, once you hear what we're saying, then you don't get a pass anymore. There are tons of resources. At the end of the day, what we're trying to say or what I'm trying to say is you should have an idea of where you want to go. So whether you're working at McDonald's or Starbucks or Marshall's or Kohl's or if regardless of where you're working, if you're an artist who wants to build, right, you're an artist who wants to grow. You're an artist who feels like the Lord has called you to to either be an MC or to be a singer or whatever the case may be. Educate yourself into what you need. Yeah. So for me, I really enjoyed this interview with Nora and I enjoy interviews like this. The reason that this clip in particular connects with me is because I believe it's at the heart of why 520 exists in the first place, right? 520 was created to be a place for independent artists, even if you just started a month ago, right? People that are trying to do this thing called faith-based hip-hop, Christian hip-hop, CHH, whatever, but they're trying to figure it out, right? We wanted to make a place where, hey, we will come alongside you. We will give try to give you resources the best that we can, right? And, and one of those resources is this podcast and is, you know, connecting with people like Nora Rahimian who has information that no matter how long you've been doing music, you can take it, you can digest it, and you can apply it, right? Um, so that's why I was just really appreciative of that interview and, you know, what she's saying in this clip here in particular because I think it's an opportunity to give some guidance, to give some direction to artists who are trying to figure out because we get it right we're trying to figure it out with podcasting we're trying to figure it out with what we're doing on the website right and so we look to other people who we've connected with who are farther along in the game with us right like i'm on the phone with ryan righteous from track stars on a regular basis and i'm picking his brain and i'm asking questions because they've done that work right they had laid out a roadmap that we were able to follow and we were able to look at right and so that just goes to taking the time to you know to soak up information when it's available like i said you know they some of these people that we're talking to they may be throwing out their information that they are kind of assigning to artists right but dude there's there's so much of it that that it just applies to creators across the board and so whenever i hear it 
I start connecting those dots and say, okay, how can we use it as a platform? How can we use that information as well? Right. And so like zero, when you asked me, you know, what was one interview that really stood out for you? My mind automatically went to our interview with Brian Zizuk, the co-founder of audio Mac. You know, zippy share and line links and mega upload, not the greatest tools to disseminate your work freely on the internet. Um, and so, you know, whether it be a malware or spyware on the family computer or pop-ups with viruses or the links expiring, there, there, we identified a problem. And the solution was to offer DJ Booth as a, a means to host projects for artists so that they knew these links would not expire. They wouldn't have to incur the cost of um, uh, servers or bandwidth. Uh, and they had a dedicated space to direct people to to download and or stream their music. But, you know, we did that for a few years and we recognized very quickly that was not our core competency. We were not, uh, as a website, set up to become a streaming service. We didn't have the infrastructure in place. We sort of built it uh, as we went. And so AudioMap was birthed as a solution that originally presented itself in what we were doing at DJ Booth to fix this problem for artists who wanted a, a way to, to share their mixtapes freely online. So this is what resonated with me there. It's about, it, it's not about going out here and figuring out how do I play the game in order to benefit me. That's not it. He said that. Especially as a platform. Anybody Anybody, because and I'm gonna circle around to this in just a second. But what Brian said is they noticed a problem, and instead of saying, "Oh well, that sucks," that that problem exists, uh, is it a problem for us? No, okay, we're gonna keep on. No, they noticed a problem, and they said, "How can we offer a solution?" As Christians, as people in the indie Christian culture, there is a problem. There is people who don't know about jesus who don't consider him their lord and savior and we've got platforms in place that god has given us in order to solve a problem yes it's awesome when we can connect and we can gain followers and we can get streams and people are hearing our content but at the end of the day what's that result that you're wanting what's in what's the result that we're wanting it should be to solve the problem that people are facing right that deserves an air horn so stop thinking about it as how is xyz going to benefit me start looking at problems and saying okay how has god positioned me in order to solve this problem like whenever i re-listen to this as we were getting ready for this episode, I think I kind of forgot it from, cause I mean, it was almost a year ago that we did this interview and I was like, dang, are we, are we doing this? I mean, I feel like, I feel like we, we tried to, you know, um, shout out to the rest of the team and, you know, especially, you know, like our guy, King David, um, and Darius Mullen and the rest of the guys on the team, you know, we get together, we have these conversations and we say, okay, where, where do we feel like we need to adjust? Where do we need to pivot? And I think kind of that heart of trying to make sure that 520 is offering some solutions is at the center of that. But I think we even could be more intentional 
in that aspect as well. And I think anyone, you know, artist, man, you got artists are in a great position to offer some solutions to people who desperately need it. Man, that interview with Brian Zizek was fantastic as well. So go back and listen to it if you haven't, because he had so like he dude, Brian Zizek is so smart, man. And he knows the music industry. Go and do that. Yeah. So and another person who saw a problem and started offering solution is Marcus Hall, who's our industry insider interview for this month. Kingdom Choice Awards, Kingdom Time Entertainment founder. Uh, so I want you to hear this. He does. We had a great discussion about how the awards show got started, how they've grown, and where they are at now. Where God has positioned them to impact people, impact lives. So stick around after the break and make sure that you check out the industry insider interview with Marcus Hall here on the Five Twenty Collective Podcast. Let's go. Artist, what is the key to getting your music to your target listener? Making sure that your catalog is available where people are listening. Trackstars is helping independent artists do just that with Nectar Distro. Sign up for Nectar today to have your music delivered for you to all the major digital streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, SoundCloud, YouTube, and much, much more. Go to 520collective.com slash Nectar, that's N-E-C-T-A-R now, to sign up and keep 100% of your royalties along with all of your music rights. With monthly payouts, comprehensive reports, especially tools like the Single Maximizer and Account Management Services, along with a dedicated team that understands your needs as an artist, it really is hard to beat what Nectar Distro and Trackstars bring to the table. So hit up 520collective.com slash Nectar to get started now. We're back at it again with some monthly wave maker picks for August 2022. Right out the gate, we had the TLS Cypher 2 by TLS, a follow-up to the group's first TLS Cypher released earlier this year. Both are phenomenal tracks with great lyricism and production. And then Just Raised had another great album with Summer Solstice 2. That's Solstice with an S-O-U-L. So make sure to give that a spin as the summer turns to fall. Play It Safe by Swayze and Bats is as hard-hitting of a track as you would expect from those two. And then Sanctify the Kid by Noah Brown is a real gem that could easily fly under the radar if you didn't know any better. But now you do know better, so go listen. Pick number five for this month is Throne by Jeremiah Blygen, Dre Murray, and Lex Devine, one of the best CHH tracks of the year. And hey, if you want to hear more of my thoughts about Throne, you should tune in to Dino Nuggets, the new 520 Collective show with myself, Alexander Bitterling, and Daniel Potts. Each month, we'll be bringing three music picks to the table to listen to and discuss, and Throne was one of mine this month. Go to www.mixcloud.com slash 520radio or navigate there through the 520 Collective website and make sure to tune into the podcast next month for more Wavemaker picks from me, Darius Mullen. Peace. Hey guys, I want to say thank you for listening to the 520 Collective Podcast. This month's Industry Insider interview is coming up in just a moment. Before we listen in, make sure to check out 520collective.com. It is the home for indie news and faith-based hip-hop. Follow us on social media, including Twitter and Instagram at 520 underscore co. Also, to get exclusive content, hit up our Audio Mac account where you'll find extended interviews, playlists, and more. Let's jump into this month's interview. 
Welcome to this month's Industry Insider Interview, brought to you officially by Bookkeeper247.com. Welcome to the Industry Insider Interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. Shout out to our sponsor, The Bookkeeper 24-7. Check them out at tbk247.com. Joining me right now on the 520 Collective phone line from Kingdom Time Media and the Kingdom Choice Awards, it's my guy Marcus Hall. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, brother? Oh man, we just uh, you know hanging out, getting ready for this year's award show, and I know it's going to be big, man. We got a lot of stuff to dive into and talk about, um, but let's just start kind of give give the people a brief like little historical recap man like let, let them know just you know who you are and how kingdom time media and the kingdom choice awards kind of came to be all right man well um you know as you said uh, my name is marcus hall um i'm based in new york and i started out in um christian hip-hop from doing outreach ministry with a uh, outreach concert actually called um higher calling that I started like in 2006 or seven. And um, yeah, man, uh, you know, I decided the vision to do an outreach concert in, you know, um, the hood in Brooklyn. Actually, to be specific, was Bedford-Stuyvesant, where um, the notorious B.I.G. and Jay-Z and all of them come from. Um, it was in a park there called Herbert Von King Park. Yeah, I decided the vision, man, to use the Ministry of Christian Hip-Hop um, to do an outreach concert, um, to reach that demographic of, of people. And yeah, man, that's where the journey began for me in Christian hip hop. And it, it evolved from me doing that event. I started to manage some artists. Um, and then I, I launched my company, Kingdom Time Entertainment, um, as a multimedia promotional slash production company. Um, and the vision behind that was really just to you know, add some support to the Christian hip hop community in New York. So giving them s support as far as like promoting um, artists, doing visuals, vid music videos, um, and promoting Christian hip hop events. And it all started from there, man. And then in 2009, I launched the Kingdom Choice Awards. And since then, I launched the website Kingdom Time Media. And my company actually evolved to Kingdom Time Enterprises, LLC. We're, we're here now, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, and I think, you know, most people, if you are familiar or you're around the Christian hip-hop space, you you know about the Kingdom Choice Awards, right? It's become kind of the official award show of this space. I mean, I know there's, a, there's some other awards that are out there, but, like, I guess just what was your vision for the KCAs whenever you kicked off back in 2009? Yeah, well, it actually started, um, there was a, um, a duo, a group, a Christian hip-hop duo called People's Choice. They used to do, I was a part of, of a text group with them, and they used to do like a daily verse thing. Um, but it was a verse from local rappers' music. So they would post a daily verse in this chat that we had. Um, and it was really just a form of encouragement um to the artist and i had a vision to do an award show same kind of heart but i was more so focused on the new york the artists in new york because as i said being a part of becoming a part of the community as a, a curator um an event promoter 
a manager and stuff, I saw the hardship um, that many Christian hip hop artists um, had to face, you know, because they wasn't accepted by the world and mainstream secular hip hop because obviously they were saying Jesus. They was rejected by local churches also because they were doing hip hop. They were pretty much stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I seen the discouragement for a lot of the artists that the, a lot of the artists faced. So I had the vision to start an award show um, to acknowledge their work and to, you know, just honor those who have been tra trailblazing. Um, so that was the vision behind starting the Kingdom Choice Awards. And as I said, we kicked it off in 2009. It was really just a, you know, a New York City um, award show um, that, you know, reached maybe as far as some of the tri-state areas, but predominantly for New York City. And yeah, man, it started from there. And that was the vision behind it, really, to encourage. It was more of a, a in-reach, you know, to reach into, you know, the body, the community of Christian hip-hop to say, hey, we encourage y'all, we see you, we salute you, you know? Yeah, man. So did you have any idea at that point that it would blossom into what we now know as the KCAs, like like in its current yeah. form? Um, absolutely not, man. I mean, as I said, it was just, I really, to be honest, I had no idea what I was doing with the first one. I was just getting into like video production. I was just like, I created the production for, I just had the division and I just created like the production for the show. I was very new to, you know, video, video production at the time. Um, but it, it just, as I said, man, I, we, we barely got through that first event, man. It, there's a testimony behind that. It was just like, wow. But we did. We got it. it was a blessing. It was a no-brainer that we had to do it again the following year. And it just really just grew, like, to something that, wow. And that's when, you know, you just know something's God and something's bigger than yourself, you know, because... Um, we, uh, you know, I was just a guy who really just had a vision. No, not much resources, no team like that. And, um, yeah, man, God's grace was sufficient, you know? Yeah, man. So, uh, one thing I wanted to definitely ask you, because it's, it's always interesting when you get different perspectives on this, but, um, you know, in, in kind of your guys' description for the Kingdom Choice Awards, you know, you, you talk about how the KCAs, have kind of been you know referred to as the source awards for Christian hip hop because it embodies the authenticity of that CHH culture. Whenever you are looking at the CHH world, the CHH culture, what is it that you see that continues to drive you to to put in the work each and every year? Yeah, um I mean it, it's it's more so based on what I've seen rather than what I'm seeing right now. Um, but what I've seen is that um, I've seen Christian hip hop work. And when I say work, I mean, I've seen how effective and how it has impacted lives and how it's changed lives and sustained even the lives of uh, those who are already in the faith. So I've seen how God has used it and how he continues to use it because you know all right we know already like christian hip-hop well hip-hop 
let, let's just say hip hop is more than just a genre of music you know hip hop is a culture and unfortunately it's a culture that has a lot of negative connotations to it you know what i'm saying so it 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 teaches this generation and our young people especially it teaches them how to dress it teaches them how to handle conflict and resolve conflict it teaches them how to value women it teaches them how to value you know themselves it teaches them a lot of things and sadly teaches them a lot of negativity like when we were younger and hip hop they used to talk about drugs but like drug dealing to make money now they're talk they're promoting drugs abuse <laughs> you know what i'm saying like things have changed so th- i believe that would would christian hip hop christian hip hop is the the conduit um in which and, and the voice i should say in which we can communicate the gospel we can communicate the message of the kingdom in a way that they can hear or they'll even pay attention you know what i'm saying um and i think one of the things it's done for me and others who I know i think what christian hip hop did it made people know this well this hip hop generation know that you can love god and still be yourself because back in the day you used to be a joy you be, you get saved you become part of your local church and now it's like well you can't dress like that no more you can't wear tims you can't wear jeans you can't wear uh, you know a fitted you can't you have to rid yourself off of that culture because we wear snake skin shoes here uh and three piece three piece suits you know and because of that it caused a lot of people to leave the church and go back into the world because it was like i'm not me anymore i don't i'm i'm being told or forced to be somebody who I'm not you know and unfortunately i feel like you know especially in a lot of in a lot of the traditional churches they they've tried to play the role of the holy spirit by telling people hey you can't do this no more and and instead of just pouring into people ministering to them teaching them the word of god you know and allowing the holy spirit to do his work you know what i'm saying um because whatever the holy spirit wants to take away from you he will do so over time you know so for me i also believe that's a very big role that christian hip hop has played and continues to play in 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 just even in the body letting young people know hey you can still be you and 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 a testimony of that is, is even at the the kingdom choice awards last year um some young people came for the first time one of them sent me a message and his words were i found my place i found this thing i he said i'm so glad that i came because i didn't even realize that this movement actually existed and i felt like i i, I found something that i could be a part of that's it i found something i could be a part of and be myself you know what i'm saying so yeah that's where i believe christian hip hop um is still very much needed and relevant and uh, and that's why i think it's important that the our community don't lose the essence of what they're calling is by trying to be 
so much like mainstream hip hop or accepted by them. You know what I mean? Well, man, I know one thing with full certainty is that in the years that you've been doing the Kingdom Choice Awards, you have had the top level artists, you know, coming through the Kingdom Choice Awards on a yearly basis. If you're just thinking back, what are some of the like kind of standout maybe performances or um, just memories from the Kingdom Choice um, Awards for you? Um, I'll tell you one of definitely one of my favorite moments was when the year when we honored Flame and Flame delivered a speech when he received his award and it was so profound like that's one of those speeches to me that will be listed in Christian hip hop history you know what I mean um, because it's always going to be relative he really spoke to the the community he educated even for those who don't follow or don't or were kind of on the fence with Christian hip hop. He educated them and it was empowering, enlightening and encouraging. And at the same time, it was, it was a speech that if your heart was open, you were able to receive in, in some way, even correction, like, Hey guys, this is what this is. This is how it should be done. This is what we should do. Let the main thing be the main thing. Long live Christian rap. And that was profound and powerful because just in that statement by itself, let the main thing be the main thing. That was saying a lot. Like, it, I didn't, you know, after he said what he said, he wrapped it up with that and that just made it clear. Like, listen. What is the main thing? What is the main thing that needs to continue to be the main thing? The main thing is Christ, the gospel. That's the main thing. And it was very powerful. So, yeah, that was definitely uh, one of the most powerful moments and one of my favorite moments. Maybe I'll give you two more. Um, when Canton Jones closed, he broke every rule, but it was just dope. Like, he went on the stage and he said, listen, I want whoever wants to come on stage, come on stage. You know, and a bunch of the artists, it was mostly artists who got on stage with him. But man, he did a medley and literally rocked the house and then ended it with a worship song. My God is, a, is an awesome God. And had every hand lifted. And it was just so dope, so powerful. Um, that was definitely one of my um, other highlights. So many. Um and I think one of, my, one of my other favorites was when there was a cypher. It featured Angie Rose, um, AI, The Anomaly, um, some of our local guys, um, well, East Coast guys, I think YP, Richard Dorfin, I think Alok. Yeah. And that was really dope. Um, Richard Dorfin smashed it at the end and like killed it where it was a standing ovation. And even when they walked off the stage, like the place was still going, you know. And um, I remember the cameraman kind of like ran the camera on the crowd, and you had like, yeah, you know, brothers from Track Stars, DJ Wado, Jordan Armstrong in the front, all of these people's in the front, 
and they were going crazy, man. Like even Jordan Armstrong was like, "Yo, New York, New York, man, this is New York," you know. Um, and it was just like that was a dope moment. But yeah, so many to mention. But yeah, just you know, I'll give you those three. Well, that's what's up, man. And again, guys, joining me on the Five Twenty Collective phone line from Kingdom Time Media and the Kingdom Choice Awards. It's Marcus Hall, and this year's. KCAs are happening Saturday, October 1st. And you got you're, you're making a little move this year, man. You, you're stepping it up. You want to tell the people the big news uh for this year's Kingdom Choice Awards? Yeah, well um yeah, we're we're moving to a brand new location. Um we're doing um here for the first time. So for like Nine years straight, we did it at the Cumble Theater, which is located in downtown Brooklyn. This year, we're moving it to um, a theater in Manhattan on Upper Broadway. Actually, the, the Peter J. Sharp Theater, which is located inside of the Symphony Space. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're like literally like going to the heart of New York City, man. Um, it, it is a big move. It's a bigger theater, just in the heart of the city um in manhattan and yeah it's definitely a leap of faith for us because we're you know it's going to double the capacity of the other theater that we used to use um but it's a leap of faith man a leap of faith we're bringing christian hip-hop to broadway we're just trusting god man (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so what kind of started those wheels in motion to make this step to make this jump to make this leap to broadway man yeah well it's been years like i actually i went to i went to this i had a meeting with the director of this that this same theater about six six or seven years ago um so it's not like something that just came up i was looking at that theater for years um i always had the vision to go bigger and but when i went and i had the meeting with the director looked at the place and got some of the information about what it's going to take to do it i just didn't feel a green light you know what i mean um i just knew i didn't think that we were ready at that time um but it was just something like i've always said you know we don't want to stay where we are i always felt like there was bigger um a next level you and i both know like in order to go to the next level there's always going to be an element of faith that it's going to take oh i mean that that's why i was going to ask is just like you know what was it what was that green light for you that 2022 was the year that this was going to happen i mean yeah i mean i think the green light was i just felt like it was time i felt like you know we, we 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 have the experience i felt ready like okay we're ready to do this we're ready to you know make this step we we, we have the experience um we know what we're doing as far as actually the actual production and then going to the theater itself because it's not one of those theaters you walk in and say hey is the date available okay we want to book it they literally have to approve you you know um so we went in there met with the director and i just felt a certain grace with the director she just she gave she she said you know let's do it to me that was it man that that was the green light i felt like if if it wasn't the time there would have been some some roadblocks but it was just like a gracious situation that i was like all right let's go it's time man 
making moves like this is not always like yeah let's go but you can't be afraid to fail because if you're afraid to fail i always say it like this i'd rather try and fail than fail to try so yeah. i think that uh you know when it comes to the kingdom choice awards there is already this perception of just quality and consistency that goes along with what you guys are doing right and now you're raising that bar up you know even more obviously we know that you can't kind of give everything away but is there anything that you can share with this as far as like what's in the works what's being planned for this year that people should maybe be excited for when it comes to the award show well i'll say this the production level is has always been we've always strived to present a, a great production the production level is definitely going to a whole new level this year so the quality of the production is is definitely gonna be next level the space is an upgrade um from where we were the way that i'm trying to put the performance lineup together i think it's gonna be very unique because it's gonna be a combination of the ogs of christian hip-hop with some of the young gunners of christian hip-hop and then a couple of those mid-tier people who's kind of like you could sit call the young veterans you know what i'm saying it should be a great balance um, when it comes to like performance and I feel I'm hoping I'm believing that um, you know the OGs will be able to pour into the younger generation in many different ways um, whether it be through a performance you know showing them this is how it's done just by a word you know impartation you know and at the same time maybe the OGs can be inspired and you know encouraged by some of the younger ones who they paved the way for so i think yeah man it's it's it should be a dope experience once we get the turnout that we we, we hope to get i think it will be a great a great night man hey but Go one on. person that we know that is going to be there uh that is and you mentioned him earlier the ambassador who's going to be this year's honorary recipient um Talk about that, man. Like, what what uh, went into selecting ambassador for this award? Yeah, um, well, ambassador has always been somebody who's been on our list. It's funny. I think me and Richie Righteous was speaking, and he, you know, mentioned ambassador, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, maybe you could reach out to him. So Rich actually had reached out to him for us and um connected us and we had a talk man and it was cool it was a good vibe and you know told, we told him what we wanted to do you know as somebody who is a legend in christian hip-hop and that's what kca does we we salute our our legends man and we give people their roses while they can still smell them and ambassador ambassador to be honest has been long overdue you know he's a, he's a general in CHA. So it was dope when we spoke and he was like, okay, cool. I'm down for receiving the, well, to, to being um, this year's honorary recipient. And that was dope. Yeah. So I was excited. The team was excited when he said yes. And then I think I was even surprised, like when we actually announced it and we released the flyer in the press release, um, the response that it got that 
a lot of people like I realized that like he is close to a lot of people's heart. Definitely looking forward to, you know, giving him his his props and honoring him at uh, this year's event. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. And and just give us a rundown. I mean, obviously you got the honorary recipient, but there are a lot of different awards that are given out as part of the KCAs. Can you give us just a brief rundown of some of the highlights yeah. as far as the awards that are involved? Sure. We have um I think it's like 13, 14 categories, but um we got like we have like male hip hop artists, female hip hop artists, um rap single, um hip hop lyricist, hip hop album um podcast and radio show video music video um urban gospel singer award um hip-hop collaboration uk um christian hip-hop yeah and uh, and a few more but yeah they're, they're they're like the main ones nice man and so again the awards is going down october 1st is saturday at the symphony space on broadway the peter j sharp theater so if people want to be in attendance man what do they need to be doing hey listen i'll say this get your tickets from now as much as it is a a bigger venue and it is a leap of faith i'm still believing for a sold out event grab your tickets man um the, yeah there's still vip tickets um available so if you want you know grab you um some vip tickets um you'll be seated up front in the vip section you'll also receive a vip gift bag um sponsored by a company forgive me i can't remember their name off the top of my head but yeah just come through man this kingdom choice Awards is more than like just an event and an award show it's it's an experience you know and uh, for those who love Christian hip hop, it will be an experience that you will appreciate, that you will love. Um, and for those who don't really know about it, but would like to experience Christian hip hop, I think and I believe that Kingdom Choice Wars is the perfect. If you want to see Christian hip hop in its authenticity, this is the event that you need to be at. Like, it gets no realer than this you know and i know we haven't talked about it uh yet so i want to make sure we we give a chance to tell people where to go and support as well because it, it's not just you know this one event and, and that's what is, is you know all about uh as far as king kingdom time media man how do people get plugged in how do they follow what's going on throughout the year and support what y'all are doing yeah well you know they can um go to the website kingdom time media um dot com um they can subscribe to our newsletter um so when we send out um our email blast you can get to know what's going on there um also you can follow us on um, instagram at kingdom time media um also facebook kingdom time media and yeah man to stay connected with us also twitter kingdom time media and you can also follow the Kingdom Choice Awards at Kingdom Time, or Kingdom Choice Awards NYC. That's on Instagram as well. But yeah, definitely um, get connected with us through the website uh, in order to you know stay connected to know what's going on. You know, obviously we know between now and October first that uh, we we know what you got going on during that time. But man, starting October second, what 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 uh. What's next on your plate, man? What what uh what do you got coming up after the award show? 
Um, you know what? Usually after the award show, I go in sleep mode. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, after the award show, I kind of like I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to see nothing. Um, but I'm in talks with a couple people. We're thinking about starting a conference in New York because we feel like we we need that. And you know, I, I, I and I'll be honest, like even with the KCA. For me, I feel like I'm coming to, I don't know if it's the end of the chapter. I'm not sure. I'll know for sure. What I do know is that by the end of this one, God willing, I'll, I'll have a clearer view on what it is. Because I feel like I'm getting to that place where I would like to pass it off or establish a team that can run it by themselves. But yeah, after KCA, bro, I take a break because it's, it's a lot. It is a lot to do. So I take a break, a mental break. Um everything i just chill and then after that again the only thing that i'm thinking about right now is possibly collaborating with a few entities and doing this conference man still starting this conference and that more likely won't happen until the next year but other than that just working with some of the local talent and but there's no clear vision on what's happening directly after um kca to be honest well, Marcus, man, I'm glad that you were able to take the time out and join us here on 520 Collective Podcast. You know, we're, we're super thrilled to be plugged in and um, to get to be a little part of what's happening and excited what with what God's doing through, you know, Kingdom Time Media as well, man. So thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, I want to say thank you to you as well, Eric. And, um, you know, 520, um, you guys are uh, one of our media sponsors on the and it's just great to have you guys on board for the first time and hopefully you know you guys will be on forever or until we're done <laughs> you know but um we appreciate your support man and um again thanks for having me on your platform it's much appreciated yeah man let's go you know we we will definitely be down as long as we got that opportunity to do so again guys make sure you go check it out it's kingdomtimemedia.com if you're able to get to new york on saturday october 1st go on there and buy a ticket now for the kingdom choice awards it's going to be an amazing event that i can guarantee and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the 520 Collective Podcast. Shout out to all of our episode sponsors, including The Bookkeeper 24-7. Again, check them out at tbk247.com. And we will catch you guys on the podcast next month. Let's go. All right. We're so glad that you tuned in for this episode of the 520 Collective Podcast. In fact, we don't want it to end here. Make sure to join our server on Discord and be part of the growing community that's centered around faith-based hip-hop. Let us know your thoughts about the topics covered in this episode and tap into a variety of live events. Go to 520collective.com slash Discord now to join.